Hey, Dad, can you help me do my homework? Not right now. I'm doing the podcast. That must mean it's time once again for News des Nachrichtens with Drew Portnoy and Konrad Werner. Hello and welcome to News des Nachrichtens with me, Konrad Werner, and my habitual guest friend, person who's always on it, partner, uh, Drew Portnoy. I'm glad it took you so long to get a partner. Just your guest. I bring all the equipment. I he's like, he's like always. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's true. Take 45 minutes to get over here, but I'm the guest. <laughs> no, he's like definitely like an essential, essential like probably the the main thing that uh, that I need Who's in my was, life. Who was the idea in the podcast at the beginning? I don't remember now. It's been so long. Who was going to be in the podcast at the beginning? I don't even remember. No, it was always you. No, I mean, but was it our idea, like as a joint, but like back when we were a couple, or? Yeah. It was, it was like our podcast. Yeah. It's our baby. Yeah, this is like, this is like the, the, we have to share this podcast after we're divorced. Like, it's our child, but we still have to, like, share custody of this podcast. It'll be recorded at your house one weekend, my house one weekend. Yeah. Beautiful. The nice yeah. thing is we couldn't even legally get married before we started the podcast. Gay marriage was then legalized during the podcast, and now... Now, now we're not together anymore. Right. Um, it uh, doesn't matter. We, could, we can't even get divorced. We better not let my wife hear this. Okay. It's all right. No, no one listens to it anyway. So what's been going on in your life, man? Well, I don't want to talk about that. Jesus. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about other things. Good thing nothing's been happening in Germany news-wise, huh? Like nothing. Nothing's nothing's been going on in my Absolutely life. Absolutely nothing. I've done. I, I talked about last week. I talked about my therapy and my physiotherapy. That's I finished right. that. That's right. And I've started learning to drive. What? I've started learning to drive a car. In fact, this um, just an hour ago, I was um, driving around uh, the the OB car park with my brother. This is a bizarre thing to me that grown people don't know how to drive a car. Yeah, in America, I'm, you're born, you ride a bike, and then at the age of seven, you start driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it's normal like that in the UK too. But um, I've never. I started, and then I never finished, and then I never needed to learn. Because who know? drives in Manchester? Well, who drives in Berlin? Me. I drove over here. Yeah, but okay, you're the only person I know. Who but it's a nice. Car. Like in Germany, getting your driver's license is like getting your pilot's license everywhere else. You have to do all these hours. You have to do a solo yeah. flight. Yeah, I have to go on the autobahn. I have to. That's one of the lessons has to be on the autobahn, and one of the lessons has to be in fog or at night. Are you already losing sleep over it? Over the autobahn. Yeah. Nah. Are you visualizing it? Visualizing it. No, I think that is not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is is getting into and out of parking spaces, like starting the car. Once you're on the road, everything's fine. Once you're going. Once you go in, everything's fine. Like changing gear, it's fine. What is difficult is stopping and getting into like nooks and crannies. They have if you get the uh, car sharing, which I do, a big car sharing fan. They all have like little parking sensors on them. Yeah, it's great. You can get into a Mäuseloch, the little mouse hole. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, you can you look like a hero because <laughs> you can tell how close the next bumper is. You know, that's all great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the like, with this got like they've got like um, radars. Yeah, yeah, and they even some of them yeah. actually automatically park for you. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm also I'm learning on a simulator. I've been doing lessons on a simulator. And they've got simulators now. 
Aren't those video games? Yeah, it's basically like being. It's, like, it's really fun. It's like going on a video game. I and would actually can, probably. I would do that. I mean, I used to play hours and hours of Flight Simulator on the computer, so I would probably yeah. just go drive. You have four screens around you, one including one behind you, and uh, I have to <coughs> slalom backwards. I did. Like I would have broken the car if I'd been in a real car. Do they have a special like a an app, or like a mother app that she sits in the back seat telling you how horrible you're driving? No. Ben, oh, Conrad, sorry, Conrad, Conrad, why are you going this way? Your father always went the other way. No, there are distractions though. There are like um, dogs running out the street. Well, sort of weird posters High on the street, chases. and the the pedestrians were like wandering around a bit like zombies. Oh, so it's like Walking Dead. Yeah, it is a bit like that. Maybe I'll take driving lessons. Yeah, it's fun. I totally recommend it. So why are you learning to drive then if you don't need to? Because you know, a grown man should know how to drive. Yeah, basically, yeah. I just feel like it's a life skill that I should catch up on, and it's better than just sort of spending my money on you know. If the zombie apocalypse does come and you can't drive, yeah, you're host. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what if? Yeah, what if I have to get away quickly? I might need to hotwire a car when the when the apocalypse happens. I might need to hotwire a car, and you know, like 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 rush off to Brandenburg and live in a, in a pyramid or something. Here's, okay, here's a hypothetical for you. Here's what I'm picturing for Conrad Vanna. You're in coalition discussions. You've been doing it for four weeks. You're just pretending. You're just pretending that you want to have a coalition with these people. You don't really want to govern. Yeah. So for four weeks, you just sit in there, and then all of a sudden, on a Sunday night at like 11.55, like, that's it. The jig is up. Yeah. You go outside, you tell the press, coalition's off, you get in your BMW go Yeah. Off, right? Yeah. That's why you learn to drive. Yeah, turn my phone off. Yeah. Just drive off somewhere. Just go. Drive off to Belgium. Just sit by the coast and just, like, ignore any anyone trying to contact me and then get on a boat and just, you know, sail away. Wherever the boat goes. Yeah. Maybe you end up an immigrant in the Mediterranean. You don't know. Yeah. Could be. Could end up in Jamaica. <laughs> That was that was actually where we should have gone. That's where that whole thing should have. That was good. That was nice. Uh, listen, I don't want to talk about the Jamaica thing yet. I think we should first talk about Germany's latest Holocaust memorial. Oh uh, yeah, the one outside Björn Höcke's house. Is that not just the coolest political action thing you've ever seen? It's quite cool. I'm disappointed that I don't come up with ideas like this. Well, I don't know. I like the other idea better. Which I mean, I think the problem with that is that the Holocaust memorial is this bit like okay. Like, like you're just using the Holocaust to do a joke. Well, I agree with that. First thing we should probably explain that Bernd Höcke, uh, Björn Hercke, even I did this in the newspaper club, Bernd Björn Höcke is the, the head of the Alternative for Germany party in Thuringia. Yeah. Thuringen. And uh, he's also one of the member of the nationalist wing of the AFD. He's like the most, he's more right wing of the party. So and he, he's, would, he, he should have been kicked out and they didn't want to kick him out because there are too many Nazis in the party that want to vote for them. So, yeah, and then uh, he's the one who said that Germany should, should uh, stop, should do, go on a 180-degree turn from its memorial culture. Yeah, because it was a memorial. I translated Shonda as disgrace, like that the memorial is a disgrace. Yeah, yeah, and it's obviously, yeah, but, yeah and, he, and he says that basically Germany shouldn't be so sorry about the Holocaust, which I don't think they are very sorry about anyway. Yeah, they could be more sorry. I think, I think so. It's but hard to be sorry enough for that. <laughs> I mean, to be. I mean, I'm not trying to be. It's, I'm just saying, like, it's hard. It's a lot of being sorry to be sorry for. I mean, you know, yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, and also the the Holocaust Memorial, the original, the big one, wasn't even a government. It was government funded in the end, but it wasn't a government initiative, and they didn't build it until 2007 or yeah. 2005 or something. Yeah. It's not like they were really, really sorry for like as soon as the war was ended and they started building this thing. It's like they oh, there was a private initiative. A lot of people thought we should do something about it, and there was a massive debate in the in the Bundestag about how it wasn't um, it wasn't it was too expensive, and why should we spend so much money, and why should it be there? Why should it be so big? Yeah. And it was like a big deal. Like it was like a big deal. Like it, there was loads of opposition to it, even that memorial when it was built. And it was even that was a private initiative. So they're not doing enough, really. Well, they could have, you know, not doing. And the Stolpersteiner, you know, like the Stolpersteiner also like that was invented by an artist. So those are little uh, memorials. They're they're small plaques that are like yeah uh, set in the set in the so cobblestones. They're brass paving stones in front of the houses where the Jews were taken. Um, yeah. That also like an, an initiative by a private um, uh, uh, artist, and he paid for it all himself. And he got the family. He called the family, and they have like a little ceremony every time they have one. Yeah, they and some of them now, some local councils are paying for them. But you know, I don't think like. But yeah, the Bjorn Hecker thing. I think it was. I so then, like, so then, what these uh, these political activists did was because this guy is just basically a douchebag. They set yeah. up like a mini, a replica Holocaust memorial next to his house in Thuringia. Yeah. A disappointingly nice house, I have to say. That they would see, that he would see it every day. Every day. And remind him of the Holocaust. But every time I look at this house, I'm like, that is one nice house. And you could uh, donate money to keep it open as for as long as possible. You yeah. could get any collected day. It collects just like 30 or 40,000 euros. I may or may not have donated. Okay. <laughs> you get a poster in that. Yeah. It was like a thing. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, it's good. But I like the other thing that they, they do a lot of good things. The sense of, they were the ones that they put the... Um, it's called the Center for political beauty yeah so uh, they put the gravestones outside the Bundestag for the dead um, the, the, the Toten common for the deaf, dead refugees from the Mediterranean yeah. and they put the gravestones outside and um, you know yeah it has to be said we are here at the Comedy Cafe Berlin this week where Conrad is about to be on another podcast yeah we're very grateful that they're hosting us are they hosting us did they know we were even coming no but <laughs> they didn't didn't say we couldn't be here so it'd be nice to plug them anyway do you want to talk about the big news this week so the big news as i intimated to while you were talking about your because i have made all these notes your driver's license i've never seen you so prepared i have to say (laughs) i know it was all about flipping große coalition so christian linder called off talks yeah the uh horribly named jamaica coalition yeah of the cdu the csu the fdp pro business fdp and the environmental greens yeah which as a journalist you write about 20 times a day yeah are you tired of writing it yeah because what's annoying is that in when you're writing in english jamaica isn't a shorthand because you have to explain Jamaica all That's the time. True. For the German journalists, it's like Jamaica's a shorthand. But then you have to say Jamaica, and then you have to explain what Jamaica is. And then you get everyone goes, Jamaica. And then you have the stupid puns in the German press that are really annoying. It's just an annoying word. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work in English. I've it doesn't never work been to in Jamaica, English. and now I don't want to go to Jamaica. Yeah, and it's got nothing to do with Jamaica. And it's just annoying, because... But anyway, you still have to explain. Look. But, um... We may have a guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to go... So yeah, just so they um, just at the right time. We gotta get them a put the mic in the stand and put it up here, and then you guys can both talk. Okay. Well, can I just say the okay, thing ahead, about sorry, I want I'm to sorry. say about? Okay, them. go ahead. Sorry. 
But anyway, I am in favour of the Gorsa Coalition. I think it is... Because the thing is, like, they behave like children. If they can't... Like, all these people are saying, like, oh, we, why do we? Why does the Gorsa Coalition have to keep going? Why do we have to keep having the same government that keeps going on and on? He says, yeah, but all the other parties can't agree on policies. So if they can't agree on policies, they've got to, like... They've got to, like if, they want to, if they want to protest, then let them protest, or they join a government, or they agree on a party. Like, it's annoying that the FDP... Just held everyone up for ransom. Yeah, they did for four weeks. They hoped they could get what they wanted. They didn't, so they left. Yeah. Now it's getting exciting, though. Have you read about them now? The SPD has got all left wing. Yeah, the FDP is saying the SPD is saying like, oh, we have to, we we have to ban uh, private insurance, private health insurance. It's good. Though. I mean, they, they can write the a check wage. now. They can yeah. say like, yeah. we can make the CDU do. That, we didn't explain it that the, since the Jamaica coalition is off, now the talks for the Grand Coalition yeah. for resurrecting the Grand Coalition that we just had yeah. are back on. Okay. But the balls in the SPD's court, they get to pick what they want to do. Yeah, hopefully they will. I'm, I think it's a really good thing. Anyway. I'm a little nervous. I mean, the SPD has to. I'm a little nervous that the SPD again loses their identity to Angela Merkel, that she'll just keep stealing their ideas, and then next time they only get 15% of the vote. Yeah, but at least that they agree. Like, at least there is a government. Like, at least, like, well, what, what happens in four years is another problem. I mean, someone they'll have to be a government in four years, time, one way or another. You just want everybody to get along. I just want, yeah, I want like, like, I want people to like discuss like adults what kind of policies they want, and then do that thing, and not just throw the rattle out of the pram and protest against everything that Merkel does. Like, I disagree with a lot of things Merkel does, but that doesn't mean you should just like, if you want, either you want to be in government or you don't, you know. Yeah, and like they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have started the talks if they never wanted to do it. That's what I think. I agree with you. Okay, good. And then we have someone else we can ask. We have our first guest since like twenty episodes. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's uh, delighted to welcome uh, Joel Dolroy from Radio Spitkauf. Hello, Joel. Hey there, Conrad. How you doing? I'm okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that'll. Work. I think you're fine. Um, so anyway, this is going to be my my our new section. Of the show. Well, ask him first what he thinks about the, the Grand Coalition. Because I'm curious what other people think. Oh, between you and Drew, is that what you're talking about? Because it seems like you guys also some... <laughs> it's nice to watch you guys do the show real, for, for real this time. I usually listen on the podcast and I always wonder what it's like to watch you two like, have your little bickering moments here. But now I can see. It's quite more friendlier than I thought it was. Oh, is it? Yeah. I left my sword at home. Sometimes. Hey, podcast partners here, John. So, uh, no, it is friendly. I mean, I hate him. I do not like him. Conrad as a person. Or as a character, maybe. Either one. <laughs> but I pretend for the podcast, so that there's nice energy that people can sense. I think that's what makes our podcast work, is the sort of underlying tension of like a, of a bitter marriage. <laughs> I think that's what that is, that kind of, that's that frisson. Right. I would divorce you were it not for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't think we're really a grand coalition. I think we're sort of a mediocre coalition, to be honest. Yeah, less than grand. A baby grand. Yeah. Anyway, um, I wanted to introduce our new section okay, of the ahead. show. Yeah, okay. Where um, we get in a, a journalists uh, to talk about their one thing that they've always wanted to write about. The one, the, their personal, their per, they want to get, you know, 
Like, Joel, what do you normally do for a living? Like, what is your, what's your normal life involve? Well, I do Radio Spekauf, English News, uh, but that doesn't really pay the bills. So I also do grant writing, copywriting for companies. Um, next year I'm going to start a new job as a journalist again, which is I'm looking forward to because I've been out of that for a little while full-time, so that'll be great. But I don't really have a specific theme other than local Berlin topics, you know, housing and uh, politics and public transport of the city. So just yeah, you've done a lot of good, really good articles about housing. Well, I think it's the most important topic in Berlin and the one that's the most interesting as well, that, that especially this new the R2G coalition that we've had now for one year. They're doing amazing things with at least trying to create more social housing and trying to use things like the right of first purchase to buy houses off the market, which that doesn't happen in any other country or any other place, you know, that that a government pursues an anti-market policy in terms of housing. So I think that's a great experiment and I'm excited to be here to watch it roll out over the next few years. But anyway, apart from that... <laughs> no, that is really good. I love all that. But... What, oh, what really what? who needs we don't need our <laughs> <laughs> anyway that is really good and I agree with that and yeah, I think it's like, it that was the best try, stuff say it, say it again Conrad and try to mean it <laughs> what <laughs> Conrad's a lefty I know I do it's totally totally much worse I consider myself left and I, I feel pretty centrist when I'm around him anyway yeah uh, the thing I want to write about yeah I want to know what moves you you Joel well in terms of topics that I really want to write about, I'm interested in the topic of Stasi gold, the stolen Stasi money, what they all did with their with their, the money that they uh, got at the end of the DDR. It got screwed away into some bank account somewhere, and the, you know the rumors are that all the old Stasi officers are living off it. I think I'd like to figure read more about that and see where all the money went, because everyone knows about Nazi gold and how the well, maybe not everyone knows, but the CIA stole all the Nazi gold. They found it all and they took it and they used it to pay for their secret operations in South America. I didn't know the Stasi had any gold. Well, not gold per se, but, you know, Deutschmarks or... Yeah. Like, DDR it was like, Deutschmarks. It was like lead bullion spray paint gold. <laughs> like, you know, kind of like everything in the DDR. It looked nice, but as soon as you scratched a little bit, no depth. Just, just Stasi money, then, let's say. Anyway, so there's not really... The, the thing I really want to do, though, really is, as a journalist, is that I've got a bit of a wrong that I need to correct. Ooh. And that is a, about 10 years ago, I did a feature story on a, on a... I want to interview a man in England. He's an old typographer. And this man claimed to have uncovered this, um, this big secret, um, a mystery behind the font Times New Roman. So he claimed to have um, discovered that Times New Roman was actually plagiarized from its original creator and had been used then by uh, another typographer in England and then went on to become famous. But the original man never got any credit and died without getting any, um, any money or any recognition for it. And, you know, it's one of the most famous fonts in the world. Um, and so anyway, when I was, oh, was it 10 years ago, I went to England, oh, sorry, to, to the US. I interviewed this man um, and... Um, while I was interviewing him, the man who plagiarized it, or the man who found it, the researcher who found out about, okay. found, you know, who claimed to have found out about it all. And while I was re there, I realized that the guy was—he was quite old. He'd already retired, and the evidence wasn't very good, to be honest. It was quite flimsy what he had, and he was there's a lot of holes, and he couldn't answer a lot of questions. Um, but I went ahead and wrote the article anyway, you know, based on what he had said, giving it the best possible spin that I could. But Sourcing it precisely to him, right? Yes, yes. He claimed, he claimed, he claimed. Yes. But um, I feel like 
that and then afterwards a few years later i, I went um uh, back to, to i was in, in vancouver and i had to go to this one particular shop where he said i would find a piece of evidence that would prove everything that he said and i went to this shop and i found this thing, piece of evidence that kind of proved the contrary and i I've never actually wrote the follow-up story to sort of admit that, that the thing that I originally wrote was based on, you know, an old man's half information and that... So you've left a lie in the world all these years. Well, I wouldn't say a lie. I feel like the original article left enough room for questioning that I didn't, you know, I didn't claim it as 100% truth. There was a lot of conditional language in the original so it's not like there's a, a misinformation out there there's, there's conditional information out there but I feel like I need to go back one day and write it and the th reason I can now is that that old man died in between and I wouldn't feel bad now about saying well you know as nice as this old man is and, and as reputable as he was in his field we actually discovered information that showed what he said didn't add up and I could do that without hurting his feelings now. I like how you were weighing the truth versus this old man's feelings. I was really worried about his Who you feelings. would never see because you live here, lives there. He might call you once. I know, but he's an old man and he'd done a good job his whole life. He'd been a, one of the world's leading researchers in typography and he was well regarded by everybody. And I felt bad tearing down his reputation by just saying, hmm, he missed this, this huge, huge fact in the story that was just was not there, you know. So now he's gone. I feel like that's, that'll, that's my... my uh, goal for next year it's on my new year's resolution list for 2018 brilliant thank you very much that is a great story i was kind of hoping there was going to be stasi gold at the end of that i was really thinking <laughs> maybe he I stole the, the stasi gold and there was stasi, yeah maybe he had it all in the end but that is what wouldn't be it's true grave with him now it's like i like that because it because it's like you know like that thing where you say like between the truth and the myth always print the myth but in this case it's between the truth and the myth always protect old people's just, feelings yeah just don't try to be impolite don't try to be but which I think it's also fine it's very Anglo-Saxon I mean <laughs> yeah. Canadian really <laughs> yeah. just don't want to yeah well okay. I knew who murdered the children but I didn't want to make him embarrassed so yeah we'll just wait till he's dead and then Anyway, that was a lovely story. That is nice. Actually, Thank the thing you is you much. brought up this idea of this new segment. And I was like, what is Conrad talking about? And now I see it's actually a brilliant thing. It's kind of very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google for at least an hour tonight. Because I think every journalist has got this one thing that they always wanted to write well, about. Well, no, then you they put me under pressure. I was trying to think, what do I want to write about? Yeah. Well, well you can, you've got a week to think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. Got another guest. No, so, what do you, Joel, what do you think about the Grand Coalition? What do you think about FDP leaving the government and the... Um, I don't know if I have an opinion about it. I would, would have... I, I guess if they have the compromise and that we can get a few more lefty policies, then I'm happy. That's that's great. You know, they, that, that, I thought the Greens were giving away too much in their negotiations. Thought this. I thought they weren't even really giving away that much. Just that the... I mean, they kept the... Fa the uh, immigrant families could come. They were not going to move on that. And it was a cap, and the cap was kind of not a real cap anyway. The cap on immigrants. It's sort of a fake cap. It said, like, we will only take 200,000 unless there's a crisis. Oh, I didn't see the unless part. Yeah, there was an unless no, in there. Then it's all right. I'll, yeah. for I'll forgive them. Because the right was all mad about that. They're like, this isn't a real cap. No, no um, I like Germany's sensible coalition-building politics. You know, I come from a country, Australia, where it's two parties. It's, you know, adversarial, and one party kicks out the other and rips up everything they did, and then the other one comes back in and rips up everything else and goes the other direction. So I like the idea that everyone has to kind of get along and... Just stable and boring. Yeah. I also don't feel it's very helpful that everyone keeps referencing the potential for Weimar-era 
you know, it's like the Weimar era. I think this too, they bring this up all the time, especially with, uh, I mean, financial news, they talk a lot about inflation. As if you're anywhere near any of that. Like, that would take such a massive... Yeah, but the Weimar thing is the different. That's, that's not what the worry is. The worry about the Weimar thing is because they, like, Germany, the whole point was the 5% no, I know, coalition. I know. And then we wouldn't, we wouldn't have all these extremist parties in, in the parliament. Now we've got all these, these anti-parties who don't want to do politics. They just want to protest. Now we've got, we've got, like, a Weimar situation again. Well, I just feel like if we keep making references to, you know, just like... The run up to World War Two, just like the run up World War Two. Well, that kind of talk is what you know starts wars. You know, so let's maybe not all hope talk as if there is one coming. That's, that's yeah. I don't know, that we're, but the, 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 then the implication is it's coming from Germany, and that's my point about the inflation is we're so far from Germany trying to take over the country again. Yeah, your mic is beeping for some reason. I'm not doing anything. There, there you go. Okay. Anyway, but we're we? so far. I mean, do you really see Germany starting a new world? You got to go to your podcast. You'll go. Here we go. Okay. okay. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, man. That was great. I'm, yeah. I'm energized. Yeah, I am too. Nice. See, it was like having a fresh wind in our little relationship. Yeah, no, I see. <laughs> we invited a friend in. Yeah, it was like it was like yeah, Scarlett Johansson in uh, in Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so we better finish now. I are we finished already? I mean, I mean, we're over our time, but we were actually, we agreed to go longer because we thought we had better podcasts when we were longer. Oh, you wanted to go longer? No, 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 but we're fine. We've talked about Band Herka. I like the Monmal. You're right. You are kind of, you're leveraging your political beliefs off the Holocaust, but at the same time, you're just trying to say to an AFD politician, you're wrong. Uh, Grand Coalition, I'm not against it. I just don't want the SPD. To, I, was, I was all for the uh, renewal of the SPD, the Social Democrats. Well, now they maybe will renew, but faster. Yeah. Like the, 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 the sort of leftist wing of the SPD has made all these demands this week and the right wing wing of the CDU is making all these demands this week. They sent an ultimatum, the Junge Union, you know about the Junge Union? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've said there has to be, if there's going to be a grand coalition, it's got to be before Christmas or nothing or Neuwahlen. But the, all right, let's talk, about, let's talk about new elections for a second because it is, I think President Steinmeier said he's like the, the voters have spoken. Like it's your job not to form a government. And I think he's right. It's kind of kind of wrong to go back and say all right now we're going to actually have new elections because we just don't care what you said last time yeah we're no have, one wants new elections we're gonna have new elections until i was gonna say i knew the dogs i saw the dogs coming in the door yeah they have to be connected to conrad's brother <laughs> who we've had on the podcast and i actually want to have on the podcast more but he didn't want to be on the podcast yeah no he felt like he, he well we should maybe not talk about on there but okay, yeah, right. okay. <laughs> anyway I think the thing he didn't like was what i liked yeah Good. Well, it's, uh, so, wait. What did you think about new elections? That was my question. Good. Are they? Is it a good thing or a bad thing if they had new elections? Well, that's that'd be like the last resort. That's like the nuclear option, and it would be pointless, and it would be dangerous for all the parties involved because they wouldn't. They'd, no one would know what's going to happen, and the chances are we'd have we'd be in the same situation again. In, in the, so it's kind of and it would cost a lot of money. It'd be pointless. That would be the problem with that. And a minority government would also be problematic because. That means that, it, that a minority government would be between the CDU and the Green Party, then doing policy by policy deals with all the other parties in the parliament, which would mean, in practice, the SPD would have to come on board for certain policies, and they'd be under pressure one week to the next to make the new policies happen. So that it'd be like it would effectively be like a grand coalition, anyway, but yeah. with without any power, they wouldn't have any ministers. The SPD, so the SPD 
does have a lot of incentives incentive now to start a grand coalition. Okay, hey man. That was nice. Yeah, are you enjoying it? I, I had fun. Good. Okay, well, enjoy it. I had fun too. Okay, talk to you next week, maybe? Week after next? Yes. Oh, yeah, we have to. Uh, we're we're going to do a live show, aren't we? We are. We'll talk to Noah. Yeah, we're going to do a live show, so look out for that. Stay tuned for our live show. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.